Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Gina, and today I have a special overdue guest that I've been trying to get on this podcast, I want to say, for as long as we've been doing this podcast, I've tried to get this person on the show, and it is my son, Anthony. What's up? What's good? What's good? What's popping? <laughs> Thank you so much for finally joining us. A uh, hundred mm-hmm. plus episodes in, mm-hmm. you have graced us with your presence. It's in definitely tr- overdue. In true Anthony form, <laughs> it would be fashionably no- late, right? Uh, so the reason why Anthony has joined us today is because we are talking about in this episode what happened to men, specifically. Why are men lonely and single now more than ever? Mm-hmm. And one of the main reasons why I chose to invite you onto this episode was because it is very prevalent in your generation. So men from age 25 to about middle age are really feeling the effects of being single and lonely. So considering that Evo and I have been together over 20 years, I didn't really think that he would have the best understanding of why this is affecting your generation specifically mm-hmm. and some older millennials so i thought it would be cool if we spoke about it from your perspective but before we get into that what sparked this whole conversation was a couple months back an article came out on psychology now written by this author named greg matos and it was about what's behind the rise of lonely single men and the fact that men need to address their deficits in order to meet healthier relationship expectations. This article came out and it fucking blew up on, especially TikTok. There were a lot of people having discourse about this particular article, a lot of women, a lot of men, and obviously we're talking about it because the conversation was so polarizing in the sense of, Men had one thing to say. Women had a totally opposite thing to say. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like people really understood why men are lonelier now than ever, even though this psychologist, Greg, goes into the details. So before I give the details, I would first love to ask you, what do you think are the qualities that women are looking for in men today? Well, that's interesting because recently I actually talked to some of my coworkers at work about this. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's been a couple things going around at work. People have been getting in and out of relationships at my job. I work with a lot of girls. And um, whenever I get bored at work, I start asking them questions like, you know, what do you guys look for in a relationship? What do you guys look for in men or whatever it is? And or if a girl broke up with their boyfriend, I asked them, like, why did you break up with your boyfriend? Yeah. What happened? And one of the common themes for breakups specifically is, like, I keep hearing he had no passion. He had no drive, no future plans, no no goals, nothing. He was just not doing anything with his life. And it seems like women develop or mature faster than men. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that's been proven by science, mm-hmm. but it seems like emotionally and with their goals and their their careers, everything, women mature faster than men. 
So a topic I've been hearing at work is that, or something that I've been talking about to the girls at my job is like, why do women date men that are older than them? And they say that they date older because of the fact that they mature faster and that they're looking for men that actually have a plan in life. And it seems like they have to skip a couple years before they can do that. Hmm. They can't date people that are around the same age as them. That's so interesting. And the reason why I say that that is so interesting, it's because this article kind of says that it doesn't really touch too much on the fact that women feel like men are don't have a plan in life. Mm-hmm. It speaks more to the fact that men are not emotionally available. Mm-hmm that men are not good communicators and they don't share similar values with the women. So Mm -hmm. for me, this actually holds really true because there was an episode that Evo and I did some time back where we discussed what women want. And I kind of polled people, women on Instagram, and I polled, uh, you know, all the girl groups that I have. And a lot of them said that they want men to be emotionally available or and or emotionally intelligent Mm -hmm. and they want men to be uh, emotionally supportive and they Mm -hmm. want them to be good communicators so the fact that you're saying that the women that you've come encountered with at your job are saying that men don't have a plan i feel like that's like another level on top of what this article is saying if for when i read the article myself it seems like They only really touched on like a very small part of what could be causing this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Like it kind of it was crazy because you brought up this topic to me and I was like so ready for the topic. Then you sent me the article and the article just starts with men are more lonely and single than ever. And I was like, why'd they have to say lonely? Like (laughs) you can just be single and not be lonely. So it's crazy that the, the article just really wanted to focus on the fact that men are lonely and that they are potentially happier when they're in relationships Mm -hmm. and the fact that the reason they put the blame mostly on the men saying like they're emotionally unavailable and Mm -hmm. that they need to work on their emotions and emotional availability for women to desire them Mm -hmm. which is crazy to me because i feel like i view this in such a different way like from my perspective it's just like what is the benefit of being in a relationship for a young man, especially nowadays? Okay, so say more on that. What do you What do you think the benefit of being in a relationship is for a man? For a man. Yeah. What do you think the benefits of being in a relationship for a man is? I mean, if I'm going to reflect upon my own relationship mm-hmm. of being with Evo, there are so many benefits when it comes to him being in a relationship with me first and foremost i think one of the things that immediately pops into my head when i think about like what is the benefit that evo has by being in a relationship with me is the support that i give him Mm -hmm. so when he goes out into the world every day evo is faced with a lot of opposition whether it be something that he's trying to do in his business whether it's something that he's trying to do for family he's met with a lot of i almost want to call them roadblocks of ways of things that come up and then he has to find ways how to get through them Mm -hmm. and a lot of times i become his confidant so when he comes home i'm able to support him through those journeys whereas if he didn't have me Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. he would then have to go to potentially his male counterparts or his 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 male circle and to say that that is always going to be the best fit I personally don't think so because some of the some of the some of the research that I have done it says that men as they get older they actually grow further and further apart from their male friends mm-hmm. which is true in my experience yeah so the fact that he's able to come to me and confide in me and then receive support from me which almost the way that i want to say like in street terms is like i put a battery in his back mm-hmm. you know i give him the the push to want to go back out there and say okay i this is not working out for me right now but gina has made me feel that i can accomplish this no matter the barriers that i have in in front of me mm-hmm. and to me that's like one of those things that is very It's not tangible, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying when I say that? It's not like something like physically I'm giving him. I'm not I'm not like physically giving him money. I'm not like giving yeah. him uh, material things. I'm giving him something that like I'm pouring into him. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, I think that's one of the biggest benefits of being in a relationship. And honestly, I think that speaks for whether you're in a hetero or, or a gay relationship. Mm-hmm. To be able to seek support and love from your partner, I think is huge. Mm-hmm. What are you? Well, what I'm hearing from what you said is yeah. that you're Evo, you're one of Evo's like support systems, mm-hmm. and you give him a place to come home to peace instead mm-hmm. of what he deals with on a daily basis that may stress him out. Yeah. So, but not all women are like that. I feel like you know there's some situations where people are in relationships where they come home to a headache instead of peace. Mm. So, and it's very hard to find a woman that gives you peace and a support system compared to a woman that's gonna nag you about trying to do stuff even better than you are or a woman that's just asking you for more than you can at the moment or just constantly being a headache instead of being your peace. So that's one of the things that's definitely keeping men away from getting into relationships. It's so hard to find that woman that's gonna be your peace instead of your headache. And I feel like Right now, I feel like men are more focused on, you know, they say men are happiest when they're building something. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, building a relationship can make you happy. But I feel like they try to build other things. You know, they're trying to build a career. They're trying to, you know, maybe if they're into cars, they're trying to build a car, whatever it is. They're trying to, they're working on something. And I don't really see that many benefits in relationships, especially if it's not a good relationship. So it's mm. so hard to find that good relationship that at that young age where you're trying to get your life going, maybe it's not worth it to find that. I, I have a lot to say. I want to get my thoughts together. So when you say that it's hard to find a woman to come home to that doesn't provide you peace, but they're nagging you. Mm-hmm. If I was to think about that, that's not happening right away. That's not happening from the beginning of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you, would you agree that it's something that is like developing over time? Yeah, but a lot of people, there's a lot of things that don't happen in the beginning of relationships. Okay, so I guess what I'm trying to get at is that if you feel like the woman in your life is <laughs> nagging you, yeah. do you think it's possible that she's asking you to do things that 
she has asked from you repeatedly and and maybe in some fashion you have said have agreed to make those changes or have agreed to put those things into play Mm -hmm. but then you go out into the world and you're doing the same shit over and over again and Mm -hmm. then you wonder as to why your partner is constantly asking you the same things over and over again no there's definitely situations like that and that's that circles back to like there's things that men need to work on and communication and like being a man of your word is a big thing that you potentially need to work on before you even get into a relationship and that's why i feel like the article is partially right where men need to work on things but i feel like the article was putting way too much on the men saying that like almost viewing as if women need to work on nothing they're just waiting on men to emotionally get to their level and then that solves everything that's there's a lot of emotionally immature women too oh i would I would firmly agree with that. But so let's throw out the article. Let's forget about the article. Let's mm-hmm. not even reference that as far as like your perspective. Cause like, I don't want that to skew your perspective. I wanted that to be more so like a point of reference in the sense of like it blew up and it was making these type of conversations happen. Yeah. So I guess the way that I'm looking at it is if you feel that it put a lot of focus on men and that you would agree that there are some skills that men can grow upon, maybe in the categories as being a better communicator, being more emotionally available. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, what are things that you feel like women then could be better at if if you felt like it really had that sole focus on men? If it if we're looking at like it seems like when you're looking at what men could be better at, it's yeah. almost viewing as if the women already have already healed or whatever, worked on whatever they needed to. So if it was flipped and the men had already, you know, they're already emotionally available, they're working on a career, whatever it is, I feel like the same thing that you said, like you want to be a support system you want to be their peace instead of their headache and i feel like you know a lot of a lot of women say they want things but then when they really get it they don't know how to handle it like a lot of women say that they they want a man who's working on a career who's focused on this who's whatever and then when they get that they start asking for more of hey can you spend time with me like mm-hmm. they always it's that's one of the problems with that's one of the things that pushes you away from getting into a relationship when you're trying to focus on yourself at that young age. Mm-hmm. Like if you're really trying to build something for yourself and find yourself and start building something and start a career, whatever it is, and then you start talking to this girl and she starts asking you for more and more of your time, you start feeling like you're thrown off track and it puts you in your comfort zone and you don't want to be in your comfort zone when you're trying to grow. So you want to spend, you know, when you're single, you're you know maybe if your focus is girls when you're single whatever but i feel like you're you're not on the right track if you're if your focus is girls you're not on the right track unless you've already figured out your stuff then maybe you can focus on finding a wife or something but if you're focusing on building your career and then adding a girl on top of that is a lot of distraction it can kind of throw you off track and that's why i feel like there's not a lot of benefit unless you find someone that's a really good match for you they understand you, they support you, they give you that time and space, and they give you that time and space without starting to ask you for more or be insecure. That's another thing. 
it's a lot of insecure women that like the second you don't give them enough of your time or enough attention they start assuming the worst but that happens with men too um okay so i'm i'm trying to wrap my head around some of the things that you're saying because i'll be honest as you're as you're talking i'm kind of squirming in my skin a little bit Mm -hmm. not because i'm so off-putted by what you're saying i guess as a woman and i'll be completely honest i'm like somewhat going into defense mode Mm -hmm. internally you know like my mental is like what do you mean Mm -hmm. we are my immediate thought is i believe one of the reasons why women are looking for more in a man as far as time as far as you know communication as far as emotional support is because women now are in the position of financially being stable and pursuing a career and doing all these things that you said that men are looking to do when they're young Mm -hmm. women are also doing those things Mm -hmm. they are putting in their time into something that is going to secure their future Right. Is that what you're saying? Like men are working on things that are going to secure their f- their future so that they'll be financially free, that they'll have a good career mm-hmm. and they're working on those things. So while they are focusing on those things, it's hard to have a partner that is not supporting that journey. Mm-hmm. Right. OK. I want to make sure I get what you're saying. But I think as a woman to know that we are able to do those same exact things, we are able to uh, uh, acquire a career, focus on our future, look for financial freedom. But at the same time, we're able to be emotionally available for our partners. We're also able to be um, better communicators. We're almost looking at it like, if we can do this, why also can't you do this? Because if I think about me and Evil's relationship, right? You've You've known me and Evil our entire relationship. I've always worked. I've always had a career. I've always put in time into my own ventures. And so has Evo. But I still expect Evo to be a good communicator. I still expect Evo to be emotionally intelligent or emotionally aware. And I still expect Evo to support me and share common values. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be many times that I don't feel as he is on that level. And I'm going to bring it to his attention and vice versa. So... I feel like that's why I'm so like off-putted by what you're saying. I still feel like you're assuming the best in women though. Mm. You're saying like you're just assuming these women are automatically good communicators and emotionally intelligent when there's a lot of women that aren't and then they cause a lot of problems in relationships by not being at that level even themselves. Okay. A lot of women view themselves a lot higher in emotional intelligence than they really are. Then they Mm. get into relationships and they want someone that communicates better. And then when they really get that person, they realize that they don't even know how to communicate themselves. Sometimes women get into relationships with men that communicate better than them. I've seen that all over TikTok where they're like, all I was doing was looking for that man that's a green flag. And when I really get him, I realize I'm the red flag. Hmm. And that's what happens when you go through a lot of relationships with red flags. It's like you you go through a lot of relationships where you learn bad communication like through repeated communication with someone that can't communicate properly 
you learn these bad patterns and then you get into a relationship with someone who can properly communicate and you're like blown out of the water you're just so confused I will say that I can definitely identify with that. Evo and I, when we first started dating, he was very explosive in his emotions. When we would get into arguments, he was the person that exploded immediately. And he would yell and he would get very, like, um, foul language, all that. And I was the one that would just sit back and look at him almost kind of like I was watching a show. And I was very good at controlling the way that I felt in those moments because I had came from a place in my life where I had seen that happen so many times and I knew that there was gonna nothing come good of that but he hadn't experienced that yet Mm -hmm. but evil has said this before on the show and what he said was once he learned how to control those emotions he leveled up to me and then there were moments where I was like shit he's at my level now and I'm actually feeling like I'm having a hard time getting things across to him whereas before I was kind of like above him so anything I said he was like wow she's so she's so on point yeah so I completely agree so I think what I'm trying to get from you is because this article said and I know I said to forget about the article but I just want to focus on the key things that it said that men are deficient in which Mm -hmm. is emotional availability being good communicators and sharing values those are three things that this psychologist has said that are skill lacking areas for men. Mm. Are there like three things that you could say that you feel like women are skill lacking that of, that you could name for us from your experience? From my experience, I feel like not all men are as ambitious and like goal driven as me, mm-hmm. but a lot of them. I feel like they have that potential in the back of their head regardless and a lot of them may also be goal driven but one thing is a lot of women don't really have like hobbies or like even their own goals like you know they just work a job like for me you know for men and women having a job and like sustaining that job and having goals or whatever is like the bare minimum Mm -hmm. and then like you said a woman can do all of that and then have a relationship as well. So why can't a man? But also a lot of men have like their job and then they have other goals on top of that. And the job is the bare minimum. And it seems like a lot of women just get that and then they just think way too highly of themselves. Like they just have the job, they maintain the job. They may get an apartment or a car, but other than that, they go home, do nothing. And it's not really attractive to a man that has a lot of goals. Mm. Okay, so that's one. They 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 lack a hobby. Yeah. Right. And are there like maybe it doesn't have to be. Or is there's possible like two other things that you feel like that you've come across that women are lacking as far as their skill sets? I feel like self awareness. Mm-hmm. A lot of women view themselves way too highly because of this new generation of like, you know, women constantly think they're the prize, and men are starting to think they're the prize. And that's why a lot of men are starting to stay out of relationships and work on themselves. You know, men are starting to go to the gym more, work on themselves, build a career, try to make more money. And then it's like, who's really the prize here? If I make more money than you, I work out more than you. I eat healthier than you. Like, that's why it's this like twisted mindset where it's I mean, I have a really skewed perception of it. And I try to stay humble about it, like not humble, but like I have a skewed perception because I see it on the Internet. 
And then sometimes you see the worst of women on the internet. Yeah. Like, you know, the ones that become memes or like whatever. Yeah, of course. And then you see, and then at my job, I try to talk to them and ask them so I can see like, what's the reality of it? What's what's your average woman like on a day-to-day basis? And one of the one of the things that happened in my job recently is like, this girl got into a relationship with one of my coworkers and then they broke up and her reasoning for breaking up with him it was a bunch of reasons but one of the reasons was like you know he wasn't as ambitious as she wanted or she didn't really know what his life goals were or anything she didn't know where he was headed and he was doing a bunch of things that were unattractive to her but she did not communicate it to him at all she didn't mm-hmm. ask she didn't say what are your like you know i don't really feel like you're doing anything what are you doing do you have any goals that didn't happen at all she ghosted him for like three weeks and then it was just like hey I'm too busy to be in a relationship with you. And then it was over. Hmm. So like she immediately thought she was better than him. But if I asked her, what is she doing with her life? What's her answer going to be? And it's like, sometimes they don't really have an answer. And then they expect that out of the man. And it's like, you're expecting more than you really are. So self-awareness is a huge problem right now. Oh, that's, um, that's actually a really interesting one. Um, it makes me think about something that I it makes me think about a conversation that I had once with a woman that was my friend and this was I'm probably going back 20 years so when I was about your age right Mm -hmm. I remember having a friend that was taught to date men that were going to be good providers Mm -hmm. that was kind of she was being taught from her women in her life, her family structure, that she should seek out a partner that is going to be head of the household, provider, um, so that she could be, I guess, a a housewife or maybe just have like a part-time job. But she was looking for, I guess, what you would consider that more traditional man. Mm -hmm. However, I think one of the things that I think really threw me for a loop was when she would date men, I guess, within that pool, she would come home and she would say things like, you know, his car was not that nice. Or, you know, he he took me to Red Lobster, you know, or really talking down on the things that the man was offering. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't take a moment to look at herself. And I remember one time saying to her, I'm like, but you don't even have a car. Mm-hmm. you're taking the bus and you're talking down on this man who has a car, who has taken the steps to get his license to acquire a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, you work in the restaurant industry. What's wrong with going Red Lobster? So I hear you on that. I definitely do hear you on that. What I will say is she had to learn the hard way is that what she thought she wanted, the values that she thought she wanted in a man was not what were not the values that she really needed Mm -hmm. because you know sometimes people think they want something versus what they actually really need in Mm -hmm. someone so would you say that it's possible that a lot of these young women because they're young women do you think that they have this perception of what they want but they don't really know what they need they definitely have a perception of what they want but I don't think they truly understand what what they want. I don't think they truly understand what it comes with sometimes. Okay. So I just feel like 
a lot of going back to like the self-awareness thing i feel like you know they ask for things and then they're not giving an equal amount so like in the scenario you just gave me a woman looking for a provider if you're looking for a provider and you're looking for someone who's going to pay for your rent possibly buy you a car and pay for that car mm -hmm. pay for your gas whatever it is he's he has to do a lot of things to get to that level and to sustain that level so if you're looking for a provider and then you know he comes home from being working construction and then you talk shit about his car yeah. but he's paying your rent like why are you gonna do that when you don't even know how to cook you want to be the housewife but you're not working on being the best housewife you can while he's being the provider so like you really have to have some self-awareness on if i want a provider then maybe i should work on being the best house housewife i can mm -hmm. being his peace instead of his headache mm -hmm. making making his meals making sure he's happy when he comes home washing his clothes so that he doesn't have to worry about that like he's paying my rent so what can i do yeah and i'm not saying that like all women should be like that but if that's what you want then maybe you should think about like equal give and take so are you saying i want to just try to put this into perspective Moving away from the traditional man, right? Because I don't necessarily feel like that's what women are actually looking for. I think mm -hmm. they want men with some traditional ideas, but they're looking for men to have a little bit more now because women can do the, a lot of the traditional things. Yeah. So let's say in this current day and age, young women are looking for the men that are emotionally available, mm -hmm. that are better communicators, that are sharing similar values. Let's say they find a man with those qualities. Are you saying that if they have those qualities and they're like, wow, he communicates really well to me. He is sharing the values that I want. And, you know, he's really open about his emotions and we have great conversations mm -hmm. about, you know, how we feel about things. Should she be okay with the fact that he doesn't have the best job and makes, you know, a medium income if that's what she if that's if that's what she wants sure mm -hmm. there's sometimes where you know maybe the woman has a job and then still wants an emotionally available man and whatever and she makes 100k a year so it's not wrong to want someone that also makes 100k a year or a little bit more but, but if those aren't her primary objectives if she just if all she's looking for is someone that's emotionally available and like makes her happy and mm -hmm. whatever then yeah, it's so it's okay to have someone that makes less money than you. If the man's okay with that and you're okay with that. No, I think what I'm trying to ask you is should she, let's say she gets those three things and then she enters into the relationship and she finds out that, you know, he works I don't know. He works at AT&T. I don't know. I'm just going to use that mm -hmm. as an example. You know, just a very average job, you mm -hmm. know, very very average job. Should she want more? from him like after they've been together for a little bit and he's met those 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 like initial requirements so she want more or should it should just be left alone because he's doing the best at what it is that she initially wanted mm -hmm. right it depends on what their goals together are uh, that's if eventually that's they're point. like i want to have three kids and a house and they both agree on that then maybe they both need to increase their their income maybe he needs to move up in the company maybe he needs to get a new job but if that's not what you want and you're both happy, I think wanting more from him is just like kind of ridiculous sometimes. Some women expect some ridiculous things from men when, like I said, they can't even do that themselves. So it's like 
sometimes they can do it themselves and then that's when it's like not it's not wrong i can't blame you for wanting that but mm-hmm. when you can't even do it yourself expecting that much from someone or if not even if you're doing the same exact thing i'm not expecting you to do the same exact thing if you want a guy that's a manager or a store manager or something at some job maybe you want a guy that's an entrepreneur it's fine if you're not that but like i said it's got to be equal give and take you got to be good at what you're doing for him mm-hmm. you want him to be a provider or you want him to maybe be on the same level as you you both have jobs but you want to make around the same income then you know you both got to be equal somehow or maybe one's a little more relationships aren't always 50 50 you know what this sounds like to me this sounds like your generation is really struggling with some unrealistic expectations and i think some of these unrealistic expectations come from certain places and i'm gonna I'm just going to speculate, even though there is some science behind this. I think, in my opinion, it has a lot to do with social media. Mm -hmm. And I think it also has a lot to do with dating apps. Mm -hmm. I think people have the ability to go onto these social platforms and look at everything and anything. Mm -hmm. So it skews their perception of what they want in life. Whereas my generation growing up, we didn't have this immediate access to look at people, to look at their bios, to, you know, hook up with almost any random person. I did not have these options. So when you met someone, if they didn't have all of the qualities that you potentially wanted, I would say that we were a little bit more willing to say, okay, he's got three out of the four. Mm -hmm. I can work with that. Mm -hmm. And have a little bit more of, I guess, empathy towards that man's situation and vice versa. Men would have a little bit more empathy towards a woman's situation because Mm -hmm. we didn't feel like there was more fish in the sea. Mm -hmm. Where I feel like now it's fucking an abundance of fish in the sea and people are just like, fuck it. He doesn't have every single thing or she doesn't have every single thing. I'm just going to swipe right or swipe left and find me a new person. Yeah. The, the expectations because of social media have definitely been raised on both ends, though. I feel like, I don't know, but that's why I said I try to, like, take it to the ground level and talk to the women that I work with and mm-hmm. see what they're, like, what's going on with them. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, sometimes you get a skewed perception of that when you go on social media and you see women that are like, my man doesn't make 500K a year, I don't want him. And it's like, that's, and, and then I go talk to women at my job and they're like, I just want him to have a plan. Like, I just want him to have a goal in life. That's it. So I feel like your average woman is really asking for, like, the bare minimum, maybe a little bit above the bare minimum. And then there is some of those women that ask for ridiculous things. But I feel like one of the things that really deters men from getting into relationships is definitely past experiences, you know, maybe getting into a relationship, getting cheated on, wasting time. And it's like, all right, that was time wasted. Then it makes you want to stay away from relationships for a little while. Mm. Or maybe you just see so because of social media and maybe your own experience in in high school or college, you just see so many women that are like not really doing anything and their heads are just completely in the wrong places. I personally wasn't interested in dating in high school at all because it just seems like like me, I've always been goal driven. And the women I was seeing in high school or like girls, teenagers that I was seeing in high school just never interested me. They felt like me and my friend were just talking about this the other day. Like when you're in middle school, women act like children. When you're in high school, they still act like they're in middle school. When you're in college, 
they still act like they're in high school. And I was never really interested in women until I got to like around the 20s. That's interesting to me because you started this conversation by saying women mature faster than men. So, yeah. but you still feel like a lot of the women that you came across. They in do in areas, but I just feel like, yeah, I just feel like their heads are in the wrong places, especially when, you know, maybe you're a pretty girl in high school and then your head, your ego just gets inflated and all you care about is other people's opinions and to like your average man, that's not attractive. There's some men that just want to go for the popular pretty girl, but it's like there's some girls in high school that that's their main focus. They just want to go to parties, be pretty, have their ego blown up by men. And then there's like super unattractive things like women that only smoke, women that vape, women that only drink. They go out to parties every weekend. Some girls get stuck in that loop for years and that's unattractive. And then those girls that are in those loops, they tend to be the ones that cheat more or like they'll get into a relationship with a guy for like a week and be like, nah, never mind, he's boring. And then they go date another guy or like they just find your average person boring because they're not smoking, drinking, vaping, whatever. They're not partying every weekend. And it's like, that's what you see from high school to college. There's a lot of women like that. And to try and sift through all of that, especially with dating apps, like you just see a picture of a pretty girl, you start talking to her in your first conversation, she whips out a vape. And then you, she starts talking about a party she went to and you're like, all right, you're another one of those. So trying to sift through all of those to find that girl that's like just that regular girl where she's just like, yeah, I just work. I go home. I, will, I work on whatever. Like she has some little hobby. Trying to go through all of those girls to find that girl is very like deterring. I don't want to do it. Okay. I mean. But let's just make sure that we, Anthony is actually currently in a relationship. Yeah, I am. I yeah, am in a relationship. Because yeah, you said you didn't want to do it. No, I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to be in the 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 in the shoes of like that person. Oh, okay. Like, you don't you saying. don't want to do it. Okay, so let me ask you. So let me ask you this question. Um, for men that don't see the value in potentially growing some of these skills that they may def be deficient in. You know, like maybe they don't really care about being a good communicator. Maybe they don't care about fucking um, being emotionally available. Maybe they're just still focusing a lot of these traditional values. You know, like they want to be the provider. Do you think that these men should go abroad to seek women that are considered more traditional? Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It was a new topic that was brought up to me recently. I saw something about it on social media and I was like, that's very interesting. And it's I, actually um, a very, it's been happening for a very long time. I know, I know many men that have done that, but I think it's becoming more widely known because of social. So you hear more stories about it. But I can tell you, I know about five men right off the top of my head that went abroad to seek out women that I guess are more traditional. They are a housewife. They will stay home with the children. They won't work, you know? I feel like women from other races, like Asian women or like Latina women, like stuff like that, they tend more to be like that because they're raised in families like that mm -hmm. or like their fathers and mothers push them to be like that. Mm -hmm. And um, I could see how that's more desirable for a man that wants to be in that place, a man that wants to be the provider or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, these women are looking for men that are emotionally available and all these other things on top of that. And it's like for to get to that level where you're, you know, you have a you have a stable job, you're emotionally available, 
you know, you've healed your traumas. You're not expressing your traumas onto your onto your partner. You're not like letting out things, unhealed trauma onto your partner. To get to that level takes a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of women want that without doing that themselves. And that's why I feel like it has to be equal. And sometimes there's men that get to that level and they still don't want to be in relationships because it's so hard to find that person that's equal. Or So would you say that that's vice versa it's vice versa it works both ways sometimes women get to that level but in my experience it is so hard to find anyone that's like actually anywhere near that level so putting in that work is very uncommon so one of the things that you said in the beginning is that you feel like women mature earlier than men which i would somewhat agree and i'm going to tell you why i agree with it I do think that when young men are raised in a household versus young women, young women are spoken to differently. They are taught different values in comparison to young men. Mm-hmm. So that being said, do you think that it's possible that your generation is going to start a whole new, I, I, I guess you could say, our you know your your sister's generation alpha you know they're being raised by some older millennials like me do you think that there are going to be young men that are going to be raised and they're going to mature just as fast as young women because they're being taught in the homes how to be more emotionally available how to be um how to be a better communicators do you think that that's possible yeah, do you see I that think, happening i think there's going to be a lot more emotionally available men coming up but you know, I feel like it's not going to go up by a lot. There's a lot mm. of people that there's always, I feel like I haven't seen multiple generations happen. I've seen like one or two in my life where like a couple of generations of kids have come up. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I always expect more of them. And then I actually see them become like teenagers and adults. And I'm like, no, nah. like even my own generation, I thought that my own generation would be a little bit better than the last generation on like, Topics that I don't really want to get into, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, like racism or um, homophobia, like things like that. I expected a lot less of that in my generation than there really is. So things like that. And so I, you know, I do expect there to be more emotionally available people, but I don't think it's going to go up that much, maybe in the like next two generations. Wow. Because I really did expect there to be a lot less of that in my generation, but there is still a good amount so, you know, you do see those people like you that raise Ava and, you know, she's definitely going to be a lot better at dealing with certain things or, and she's not going to be like your traditional woman. She wasn't raised to just be like, you're a girl. Yeah. And there's going to be boys that aren't raised to, that are going to be raised in ways that it's not like you don't have to cry, you suck it up. Like they're not raised like that. They're raised to be more emotionally available and more in tune with their emotions. So there's going to be a couple of those. But there's still definitely those families out there where you see, like, they are not raising their kids like that. They're still passing down generational trauma to their kids. My dad raised me like this, so I'm going to raise you like this. Mm. There's still people out there, and I still f- I feel like it's only going to go up by, like, a little bit of a percentage. Would you consider yourself a more emotionally available man? Yeah, and I feel like I put in the work to work on my emotions. Like, I'm very patient. I'm very considerate and it's you know i've gone through my own things in my life and i took my time to heal and i still have things to work on and i acknowledge that and i try to work on them but because i took the time 
there was a lot of time where I didn't even date anyone. Yeah. I took that time to work on myself. I feel like that is why I feel I'm ahead other men in that. But there's a lot of women I see that haven't taken that time. There's a lot of men I see that haven't taken that time. And I try to recommend it to them all the time. I'm like, I see people finally get out of a relationship after two years. And I'm like, yo, I really feel like you should take some time to yourself. Like, I feel like it would be good for you. And they're like, yeah, 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 I'm gonna do that. A month later, they're talking to three different girls. And it's just like... Why do you think that is? Why do you think they don't take that time? It's just... There's too many options out there. It seems fun. You scroll on social media, you're immediately stimulated like, oh, that girl's bad or whatever it is. And then you're like, you know, it's so it's not that hard to go and get it. And it's just like, so why wouldn't you? So you have dating apps, you have Instagram and these social media platforms are basically dating apps at this point. Yeah. So like it's you you see it on a day to day basis. You see all of these options and it's so hard to stay focused on yourself. I don't want to say it's hard for me because for me it's not. But I'm saying like for a lot of people it seems to be hard to focus on yourself. Yeah. I wonder where you get that from. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that actually kind of like brings our conversation uh, to a close. Were there any questions that you wanted to ask me? Because I feel like I was kind of drilling you a little bit. And I was just like, so what about men? So what about men? Is there anything that you feel like you'd be like, hey, I wonder what your perspective is on this before I change gears a little bit? Um, I wanted to touch on, like, why do you think that there's more single men in this generation? Um, why do I think? What do you think the reasons are that there's more single men in this generation? If you could list, like, a couple. Um, if I had to be, if I had to really think about it, I think that there are, give me a second. I, I, I want to wrap my head around this the right way. Considering that I have two sons right that are both young men one of them is kind of like still not in the age where he f kind of falls into this like lonely single man but i feel like you two represent the two type of men that exist in this world right now mm -hmm. am i wrong in saying that no okay so because these two type of men exist i would consider them I would consider one of them more toxic and they're being infiltrated by a lot of these conversations that are happening on social media, on the internet, that these young men are being told that they are, and I hate to use this term, high value men. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing is, is that they're taking that information into themselves and they're misconstruing what that really means. Mm -hmm. So then they're automatically thinking because that they're a good guy or because they have a job and because they protect women that they're a high value man. And they don't even really know what the fuck that means. Mm -hmm. Because I would consider my husband, Evo, a high value man. Mm -hmm. Because the things that he embodies as a man 
are valuable in a way that you can't even see them. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of these young men think today that what's valuable is like what you can see, mm-hmm. you know? That's one type of man. So I think, and a lot of women I think are turned off by that mm-hmm. because they're not willing to say, okay, yeah, I have a job, I make money, um, I'm, but sometimes I cry. You know, like they're not even willing to admit those certain things about their life. They're not willing to like open themselves up a little bit. But mm-hmm. then there's the polar opposite man, right? Where I feel like the other man is maybe really in touch with his emotions, have taken the time to really, um, has taken the time to evaluate some of those things about himself, uh, but has got a little lost in the sauce as far as his plan. Mm-hmm. And because he's lost in that journey, ha- almost has no purpose. And like you said, women want a man with purpose. So I feel like because there's these like two polar opposite things, it's like even the men that I would consider average are looking at themselves like they're not. Mm-hmm. And the men that are maybe more average are looking at themselves like they're less. It's it's like too much of, of opposite things going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it all comes from social media, though. And that is my point. And listen, I think that there's... Gr- and I hate to shit on social media. Social media. I think social media could be great for a lot of things. But the thing that I think it does... the the thing it does the worst of is giving people a skewed perception on reality. Mm-hmm. It makes people think that the way that this girl looks or the way that this guy looks or the way that they live their life is how things should be. I've got caught up in that. I can't tell you how many times I've been on Pinterest and I'll look at people's living rooms, dining rooms. I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking beautiful. Why can't I have that? And then I'm like, I have to pause and I sit back and I'm like, wait a second. We're a family of five. My kitchen gets used all the time. That's why it doesn't look like that. Like, that's not reality. That's a fucking picture. And unfortunately, young men and young women are getting sucked into that. And they have this skewed perception. And then they're taking this skewed perception and trying to apply it to real life. They're meeting other men or they're meeting other women. And they're like, well, why aren't you like this guy and fucking whatever? Even though they're not really saying that, it's being filled into their head where I didn't have that. I literally just had to like absorb people the way that they were unless I read a newspaper every fucking day. I feel like your generation, the closest thing you guys had was like celebrities on TV. Yeah. But it didn't seem attainable. No, it definitely felt like a fucking fairy tale. I can't tell you how many things I learned from TV that I, I always laugh. There's one that I always think about. I remember watching a lot of movies and watching the mother cooking dinner, drinking wine, right? And I was used to be like, oh, so moms do. They come home, they cook dinner, and they drink a glass of wine. And I'm like, yeah, you can't fucking do that every day. You'll be a fucking alcoholic. Like, mm-hmm. that's not reality. Yeah. And that's how easy it is for these things to get skewed, even though we're taught that these things are not real. But you look at these images, It's so hard sometimes to not get caught up in that. And that's, I believe, that's where self-awareness comes in. And I'll be honest, if I think back to myself when I was your age, man, I was a totally different person in comparison to who I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- to me, that's a journey. Like, self-awareness is a journey because it takes time to really understand who you truly are and not everybody's putting in that time, like you said. Some mm-hmm. people are just fucking chugging along trying to live life. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, to answer your question, <laughs> I just think that that's what it is. It's just too polarizing of two different types of men. 
Yeah, I think having too many options because of social media definitely does mess with it, mess with people's perception of reality. And then I just feel like the people that are, you know, feeding into that high value man type of content, mm. I feel like they're on the same level as the women that are feeding into like I don't want to I don't want to compare like the city girls mentality or yeah. like hot girl summer mentality. That's a little different, even though that's one of the that's another topic that completely deters men from dating. Are the you hot girl come, summer thing? Are you saying that you're going to come back on the show again and talk to us? Sure. <laughs> the hot girl summer thing is a huge topic. That's I don't the stuff like that is what deters men from like mm. there's a lot of uh, it. There's a lot of like cheating that goes on in this in this generation. And like people have way too many options and then. They want way too many things and they find someone who has five of the things that they want out of eight. And then they're like, nah, this guy has six. I'm going to go for the next one. Then they found out that he only really had four because he was pretending like he had six. And it's like they keep bouncing around and they don't really take a look at themselves ever. And it's like, but, you know, having too many options and thinking that the most ridiculous things are attainable because of social media you know like i said your generation had tv and movie stars and like you you know all you had was reality tv of them being like check out my crib and Mm -hmm. it was like the most ridiculous mansion and you're like yeah i'm never gonna have that but that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. but our generation is like your most average person and like a a year or two can go from being an average person to being an influencer with 100k and then they look they look perfect because they make themselves look perfect they only upload pictures when they look perfect they edit their photos and like looking at that every day makes you have these ridiculous standards compared to like what is really reality yeah and in real life and ril which is a term that i learned recently because you know i'm old (laughs) but um so that brings us to the end of our conversation i really enjoyed talking to you and um I thank you again for joining us and gracing us with your presence. So we have a tradition on Spark Talk Fridays where we end the episode where we randomly take a card from this deck of intimacy cards. Now, because you're my son, I don't want to get that too intimate. So I Mm -hmm. pulled out the cards that are only life related. So Mm -hmm. if we pull a card each, you have to pull a card and I have to answer the question. And I would love for you to go first. So pull from the green. Okay. I mean, take the top one, but you know. And if you feel like the card cannot be answered by me, pull another one. Okay. I don't like that one. Okay. <laughs> but you can't look at them. It's supposed I to want be this one. Okay. <laughs> if you were given a million dollars that you had to spend in one week, what would you spend it on? Oh, man. If I had to spend completely a million dollars in one week, I would... Pay off this house mm-hmm. immediately. And then I would see if I could purchase you and Mateo some sort of property mm-hmm. immediately. That, that's what I would do with the money. Mm-hmm. So that we all had like security as far as land and home. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Okay. Uh, let's see. I could probably do that with a million dollars. You figure 250, 250, 250, right? I don't know. With inflation, I don't know about 250 for a house. All right. You got a mini home, my guy. <laughs> we, get, we, we got a couple mini homes with 250. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. What's the craziest thing you've ever done and would you do it again? 
I honestly have no fucking clue how to answer that. Really? What's the craziest thing you've ever done? I have no clue. I don't really think I've ever done anything like that crazy. Like, I don't know. Oh, that's boring. Okay. Probably no. fucking like some skateboard trick. I don't know. Okay. No, then, then we're, we're going to skip that. I want some juicy shit. Oh, this is a good one. What's currently keeping you up at night or causing you stress? Working on my future and getting there within or right around within a time period that I've given myself. I gave myself a, a deadline. What's the deadline? Did you want it? You don't have to share if you don't want to. I'm working on trying to become a full-time content creator by the end of the year because I feel like I've been studying it for years yeah. and I know how to do it. I know it's attainable. But now, you know, something, you know, to become, to achieve a goal, you have to become the person that can achieve that goal mm. or achieve that goal. So I just feel like I'm trying to figure out how to work. Like if I'm going to be a full-time content creator, that means I have to create content full-time. Mm -hmm. So to do that, I have to learn how to fit creating content into my daily life. But it just sucks because, you know, the the end goal is really not having a nine to five and then coming home and then working on content. Because mm. I just it feels just imagining working on content without the nine to five seems so easy to me. Like having an entire day to myself and making content seven days a week, having a full week to myself and making content in that week. All it would take is a little bit of discipline. And I already enjoy doing like half of it. So like it's not that hard. But the added aspect of having to do that after coming home from my nine to five is uh, it's a little bit harder trying to fit that that person that does that on the daily into that little window I have after work. And now I'm trying to figure out how to get to the part where, you know, the job is gone mm. and it's hard. Well, what I will say is if I know anything about you is that you will get there. Anthony has been determined since the day he was born. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that brings us to the end of the episode. Like I said, I really enjoyed having this conversation with you, Anthony, my son. And for all the people, yes, he is really my son. <laughs> okay. Um, even though I know we don't look like we are mother and son, but we really are. And I know I'm not showing the birth certificate. <laughs> but until next Friday where we come again and have some more conversations because uh, we have some things brewing that I'm kind of excited to talk about. But until next Friday on Spark Talk Fridays where we're creating conversations about life, peace out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>